Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. favorite movie podcast the xenomorph breeding lifeguard googling pirate hating duo known by its previously retconned name force perspective this is episode 96 the pirate covenant of wonder woman i am your host sports guy 515 and on this episode we will continue our journey through summer 2017 with reviews of its latest releases alien covenant baywatch pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tales that's a fucking mouthful and wonder woman but before all that, allow me to introduce my co-host, the Mitch Buchanan to my Matt Brody, the David to my Walter, Jack Sparrow to my Hector Barboza, ladies and gentlemen, Adolfo. So I get to be Johnny Depp in this situation? Yes, you do. All right, I'll take that, I guess. He's rich. <laughs> well, obviously not because you had to make that train wreck, but... We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, everybody. Welcome back to Force Perspective. Uh, last week, we finally put up our uh, episode 95 summer preview show. So, I mean, better late than never, I say. And now we're back this week with reviews of the re- uh, the releases that came after that. So, uh, have you been, man? Uh, I've been okay. I've been okay. No, can't complain. Yeah, same here, man. About yourself? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just trying to catch up on some of these movies here. Uh, I am uh, I am very excited to announce that if you uh, – and I hate to, to keep bringing this up, but it is one of my favorite conversations we've ever had. 
Um, if you go back and listen to, I think it was the uh, It's a Wonderful Life show where I went on for like 20 minutes about Alamo Draft House. Uh, I will be going back to it. Uh, I believe I'm going the 26th of June because I will be going to the Full Metal Jacket anniversary screening. So that's going to be cool. So I did Clockwork nice. there, and now I'm going to do a Full Metal Jacket. So I'm excited for that one. And I'm sure I'll bring back uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Is there any? Is there going to be any like uh, like special things about it? Um, as far as uh, like maybe guests. As far as I know, no, but they are giving away the a T-shirt that you have to pre-order. Like with Clockwork Orange, I got that free T-shirt, and uh, if I had been able to go to the 2001 screen, I would have gotten one, but that was during WrestleMania weekend, so I couldn't go. But here I'm getting a, a T-shirt with the uh, with the poster with the with the helmet on it, so that's gonna be cool. Okay. And that's pretty much. It. Cool. I know they're doing Jaws screenings, which I would really like to go to. I don't know if I'll be able to make it out because they're giving away uh, some Jaws pint glasses. Which is cool. Which Alamo does that too. Like they give away like tiki cups and uh, pint glasses and posters and T-shirts. So like it's cool to go to one of their events. But anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. I wish I had one around here. <laughs> I know they need to go into uh, the Midwest now because it seems like it's it's a East Coast West Coast thing. I guess. But not even West Coast. I think maybe California has one. I, I like have to look into it. Yeah, South. There you go. Exactly. I think Southwest. It's all yeah. Texas. It's Texas and then New York. Um, but anyway, all right, let's let's dive into this shit, bro. So, uh, we covered Gardens of the Galaxy on our summer preview show, um, and then right after that, I think the week after there was really nothing. I think the week after Gardens was King Arthur, which bombed horribly, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> um, no, that then, thing that thing died the horrible, painful death. <laughs> exactly. So. Following King Arthur, uh, on the week after we had uh, we had Alien Covenant. That was our big release uh, for that weekend. Uh, and I'm gonna throw it to you first, Adolfo. Uh, give us a little bit about uh, Alien Covenant. So Alien Covenant is the uh, if we count Prometheus, but don't count Alien versus Predator. It is the sixth movie in the Alien franchise. Um, it is uh, Ridley Scott returning to to the franchise again, and he did return in Prometheus. But again, when it was Prometheus, it was kind of the jury was out. If it was an alien movie, it wasn't an alien movie. It started off as not an alien movie, and then it became an alien movie, and then it turned into this movie. Um, and uh, it's basically it takes place. Uh, I'd say several years after the the events that happened in Prometheus, they do reference what happened in Prometheus. Uh, it is um, it is a group of um, colonists uh, with uh, starring you know Catherine Watterson, uh, Billy Crudup, uh, Michael Fassbender returning, uh, and uh, Danny McBride among others. Uh, they're they're columnists and they're uh, not columnists. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not writing columns. They're um, <laughs> Colonizers, do you want to call them? Is that even a word? Colonizers. There you go. Colonists. Colonists. There we go. Uh, they're going to uh, they're going to a planet to you know try to uh, terraform it and, and you know make it habitable and for everybody. Um, and of course, once they get there, all hell breaks loose. They get attacked by an alien. Well, actually, uh, they they uh, activate the aliens. And all shit breaks us, and it's pretty much a standard kind of alien movie formula from that point on. Uh, uh, Michael Fassbender pulls double duty uh, as, and I forget his name in this film. What is it again Walter. in this film? Walter. And I don't know. Should we say? Should we spoil who y'all, who else he's playing? Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So here we go. Uh, alien. <laughs> uh, let me just say the Alien, Pirates, and Wonder Woman will have spoilers in them. So if you haven't seen any of those, and care about spoilers let go watch them first all right so then we'll talk about spoilers so they also meet uh david while they're there uh who is from the first prometheus movie and we find out that this is where uh he and uh the the uh numi rapes character from prometheus landed after they had left that planet uh and then you know aliens pick off the crew one by one until there's only you know one or two people left so that's the that's the basic storyline of Alien Covenant. Right, right. Now, I mean, I'm gonna throw it to you in a little bit, Adolfo, but I do want to say this about the film. I mean, 
if you take out the alien stuff, like, if you forget, even though it's really hard to forget because it, they kind of smother you in, like, lore and mythology as far as, the, you know, the alien franchise goes, but if you kind of just forget that it's an alien film, I think it's a pretty decent horror film, would you say? Uh, it's okay. Well, it's hard for me to forget it's an alien film, though. I think that's my problem. Yeah. Um, because as an alien film, it doesn't succeed, in my opinion, a lot. Now, I was entertained throughout the film. I'm not going to say that. Um, I, I think that the movie leaves a lot of plot holes if they're still trying to tie it into the original franchise. Yeah, uh, and the, I think that's, that's where, the where they're, apart, they're running. Bro. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I mean. and that's. That's where they that's where they just shouldn't even try or if they're going to it's like if you if you're going to try to tie it in with the original films, then fill the plot holes. If you don't want to tie it into the original films, that's fine. But don't don't try to tie it in then, you know, and that's the problem. It's because because these are prequels, you, you by the end of the film, it still doesn't make sense how the beginning of Alien in 1979 started. It, it, I don't know how you get from there to there. Like it, it's it, it, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie. Now I will say it was more or less an entertaining film as a horror film, like you said. But again, it was kind of hard for me to take the Alien franchise out of it and just judge it on its own merit. It's it's just too hard to do that for me. Um, yeah. I will say Michael Fassbender is the MVP of the film, of playing course, double fucking Walter and David. I mean, Fassbender can never do any wrong, in my opinion. He he does he plays every role perfectly. Uh, and you know he the only my only kind of issue with it is that, um, and this isn't his fault. It was how the script was written. Um, but the surprise turn at the very very end, um, I saw yeah, coming. Yeah, like I, I saw that coming from a mile away, bro. I mean, it was so obvious that's what happened. Um, that I almost wish that they w wouldn't do it just to like keep me on my <laughs> toes, but then they did it anyway. I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I knew that's where you guys were gonna go. It's really obvious that's what you did. Um, anyway, uh, Fastbender is the MVP here, but uh, I really just those plot holes are so so glaring. I don't know if you want to get into them, but uh, we can we can do that. Um, but I do want to say uh, before we get into like the deep stuff. Um, yeah, that uh, that quote unquote twist at the end. Um, it's so funny. I'm watching. I'm I'm at the movies and I'm watching. By the way, folks, I actually spent my Memorial Day watching this movie, Baywatch, and Pirate. I actually did a triple feature on Memorial Day, so <laughs> that's how I that's how I celebrated uh my uh my country there. But uh, um, I uh I'm sitting there right, and when that scene happens right after the big fight with David and Walter, and I see. Fastbender like turn around and head for the ship and I'm sitting there I'm like wouldn't it be funny if that was actually David and not Walter and I just said that as a joke to myself like it'd be funny if that was David you know and then when they get on the ship like I'm starting to think hmm maybe it really is Walter just for a split second you know and then there's I forget what exactly happens but there's a scene where like the the mother the the mothership talks to to uh walter quote unquote walter and he has this face like that's not what he wanted to happen and it's like that's fucking david bro like come on you, <laughs> you just made it so obvious and it's like i mean it, i mean it, it kind of killed any like surprise you would have gotten from it and i just that, that was kind of a letdown i mean it was kind of funny but it was kind of a letdown um but as far well, as my, the rest of the film my I, big, my... go ahead yeah, but the other big major tell was that they don't sh like when the two when Walter and David are fighting each other, they don't show you the conclusion of that fight, which is why like they they cut away from it, and yeah. you're like as soon as they cut away from it, like and then you see him by himself later, it's like oh geez now like then it's obvious, then it's like okay he just now he's actually David because he's because they didn't show us what happened, they're gonna plant that seed of doubt, and be and and because I was like okay. The obvious thing to do would be to switch places here, but it would be it would be more surprising if, if they if it actually was Walter. actually I take that back I take that back because the the it would be okay I have no problem with David being you know taking his place and and you giving that audience that little surprise even if it is kind of uh, obvious my issue is with how he revealed it. 
because when whenever she's you know going into the cryo sleep you know or whatever she goes like maybe you can help me build that cabin or whatever and then he does it he doesn't respond right away and then that's whenever she realizes that's who he is and that like I feel like the dated character would have been smarter it would just been oh yeah uh-huh, build the cabin right you know and then just let her or go back and I, like, but they wanted that reveal, that sinister reveal. I still think you could have done that sinister reveal, like without making him look stupid. You know what I mean? Like after she was like about to go go to cry asleep, he would have said like, "Oh, by the way, I'm David. Screw you." You know what I mean? It, it, but instead, like he, they made him look like he didn't know what she was talking about, and that revealed like it, it, it just felt like, hey, audience, in case you didn't realize, here's a big neon sign. That says that this is it's the evil. It's David. Guy. It's David, right? You might as well just had, could have had him like wear a collar that said "I'm David." <laughs> you know, that's how obvious it was. Exactly. But I mean, as far as the uh, rest of the film, like, I mean, I like like you said too. I did. I was entertained. I did have fun with it. Just overall as a horror film, and you know, it was cool seeing the Xenomorphs back on screen. You know, with Prometheus, like, it, like you said, like it was very. With Prometheus, like, was it an alien movie? You didn't know it was an alien movie. Like, you didn't really see any hints of that until probably like the post-credit scene when the Xenomorph comes out of that uh that uh that guy's like back or whatever. However that happened, but um, but I mean, like we said, Fastbender was great. Um, Catherine Waterson, who was recently in a Fantastic Beast, I thought she was great too. She had a nice little Ripley-like role here, and uh, she 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 it's not you're not gonna replace Ripley. But she's as close to a uh, as a Ripley clone as you're gonna get. And I thought she did a, a, a decent job with that. Um, uh, Danny McBride, you know, he didn't get to do much. Like he's normally like a comedic actor, so he didn't really get to do much. He was pretty just like mostly serious the entire time. So you didn't really see his specialty at work here. But he was he was all right for the for the small role that he had. And you know, taking out the bullshit we're about to talk about now, I mean, I can't really say it's it's a, a bad film just as a film overall because i was entertained you know it was like i said it was a decent horror film but the retcons that this movie does to the mythology is just it's a little hard to swallow that's what drives down the score of this film really really bad like i can kind of accept it as a film but when you have to tie it into the series and what ridley scott does to his own mythology is like i don't know man it's 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 a little it's a tough pill to swallow let's get into that a little bit I think my the, the worst thing that this does um, is I think it, it doesn't it retcon the alien queen from Aliens because Aliens with the James Cameron Aliens goes through the entire life cycle of the Xenomorph right and it tells you exactly like you know from from birth to like adulthood like how the, like the entire life cycle how the queen lays the eggs and which turns into the face huggers that's retcon complete I think there's there's no queen involved here now apparently it was some genetic experiment that David did that bore these uh these xenomorphs and it just it doesn't align with anything anymore that that that's probably the one that really well, pissed me I, off I, I, well i don't think they necessarily retconned it because what because what if you remember what they did in the film is that david has been performing these experiments with the things from the from prometheus and been trying to evolve them slowly over and over again until he finally got what he what he considered like the perfect like the perfect you know uh organism yeah. right um, and by the time they get to, so whenever the, this crew lands on this planet and, you know, that they breathe in the spores or whatever, and then they, and they, uh, um, uh, they give birth to like a new form of the alien. Right. I think that's the next step in the evolutionary process. Right. So like, it's that is that is whenever they have finally given birth to the uh to the aliens that we now know so i think the alien queen is still there um that's not really my issue with it my issue with it is at the beginning of alien um and this is what I thought Prometheus was going to do, and it ended up kind of not doing it, and it ended up being really weird. At the beginning of Alien, they land on uh, – what is it? LV-420. I think uh, And they see like the remnants of the spaceship with the original like giant dudes, you know, and that's where the aliens were. So if we, if we were to understand that David takes them – that is now taking these new – 
species and like to, to a new colony. That colony is not where those aliens land. Those alien, sorry, the the original, not the xenomorphs, the 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 big white dudes, right? Yeah. Those guys, which we saw in Prometheus, and we saw like their skeletons at the beginning of Alien. Those guys were the ones who like were originally introduced to. The xenomorphs, not, not random colonists. Like that's what bothers me. Like it doesn't make any sense. So it, that's what it retcons. It, it's it's not the because I can buy that. Okay, he's been experimenting in each new birth or of an alien a xenomorph is just another step in the evolutionary process. I can get that. Fine. It's stupid, but whatever. I'll I'll, I'll go along on that ride. What doesn't make sense is it doesn't. From the end of that movie, you can't get to Alien, the first Alien movie. You can't. It doesn't make any sense. Well, supposedly there's going to be one more alien film after this to kind of fill in the gap, but that's kind of a that's kind of a cop out, don't you think? Like you, so essentially, you know, Scott is saying, you know, you, to get the answers, you have to watch the the next film. Well, I mean, that's kind of giving us half a film here with Covenant, and it's kind of bullshit. I mean, I get, I don't know if, if he's going no, for a this, trilogy, but it's like it's still kind of it's 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 a cop out. It is a cop out. And like each movie should like stand on its own two feet. If you look at the Marvel movies, they do build up to other movies, but they are still self-contained and still have their own like natural conclusion within them. Like they don't like leave you going like that doesn't make any sense. Why is that happening? Right. Um, th that That's kind of the problem that the prequels had. But the prequels are every time one of them ended and you thought to yourself, wait. That doesn't line up with what happened in A New Hope. Like this is the same. It's, this is what's happening with this series now. Is that when you're when you think about it, you're like, that doesn't make sense. With given what we already know, that doesn't make any sense. And that's my big problem with this movie is that it just it, it fucks with Alien. It fucks with Alien like Terminator Genesis fuck with Terminator and Judgment Day. Like it, it just stop. Like Ridley Scott turning into is turning into George Lucas. Stop fucking with your shit. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Uh, you know what? I don't need any more alien movies. Like we, like we're done. Just stop making alien movies. Like because you keep fucking them up. You know, and I, I liked Prometheus as like its own thing because I thought it was a very good looking yeah, and, and, film. And, again, and, he's, like and you know, said, they don't mention like it's you. We don't know until the end that it's part of Alien. Like it's just its own thing, and it was kind of neat. Yeah, and. And, and you know, I I, I I kind of defend Prometheus. I think it's a pretty decent film, um, but it, it has this, it suffers from the same things here. It's like, well, how do you get from there to there? Because Prometheus, what bothered me about that film was that it was perfectly set up to be the planet that they land on in, in the first Alien movie, and then they leave that planet, and it's like something else altogether. So that's what bothers me about that movie. Um, but and now it's just like they took what was wrong with that and they further fucked it in this one. And now it's just a whole big mess. Now, I'm on board with seeing Michael Fassbender do this David character again because he's really good at it. Yeah. And, he, and he plays that heel really well. Um, I, I enjoyed the scene in the beginning with him and uh, um, what's his name? Guy. Uh, Guy Pierce. Guy. What's his name? Guy Pierce. Um, this thankfully with no terrible makeup this time <laughs> that he had in, the, in Prometheus. Um, I enjoyed that one. I thought that was really well done, and it like showed his, you know, uh, his quote unquote his birth. Um, and again, it, the movie looks good. Like it's it's a very very well shot film. Uh, it relies a little too heavily on the CGI. Um, uh, like I would I would have preferred some some xenomorphs to just be dudes in suits uh, as opposed to CGI creatures, but whatever. Um, but it, it's it's entertaining, but it's not great. Uh, and, and I I honestly I wish they would just stop making them because they're fucking with them too much. Right, right. Um, like I said, like it, it, the, the alien queen thing and the uh, and I knew you were gonna bring up the the thing how it doesn't connect to the first alien anymore to the beginning to the planet they land on and all that. I knew you were gonna bring that up because that's why I decided to put my rant into how it seems like. They retcon the alien queen. Now I know Rick Scott said, "Wait till the, the next one." But again, that's a fucking cop out. We shouldn't have to wait for the next one. Like we said, th each movie should be able to stand on its own. And this kind of fucked that up. Um, it's it's it, it's it's shame because, like I said, it's a very it's a decent film on its own. But what because it's an alien movie and because it's fucking up the mythology, it's we we got to bring the score down. It, it is disappointing. But um, I mean. Would I see the next Alien movie? Probably because I'm – that's just the type of guy I am. I'm going to go see a movie. But 
Should he stop? Yeah, I think I think you're done, Scott. Stop before you mess anything else up. Is all I have to say on that. Um, so, I mean, it, it's still in theaters now. If you if you're really that bent on seeing it, if you're an alien, if you're an alien fan, you probably would have seen it by now. Um, so it's a definite like wait till Blu-ray if at all or Redbox if you want to even check it out. But uh, yeah, this was uh this was very very disappointing, man. Um, so. That's Alien Covenant, um, and we're going to move on to our next film here, which is, which is Baywatch. So, Adolfo, you did not see this. I did not. No. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> and with its uh, glowing, glowing twenty percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm, I have no reason to think that you would have seen this. Um, but you know what? It had The Rock. It had Zac Efron. And as we talked about in our uh, in our summer preview. This had the makings of being the next 21 Jump Street, which it seemed like that's where the jokes were headed. Yeah, that's not really what happens. Now, I, I will say this. I, will, I won't be the uh, I won't be the, uh, the, the Debbie Downer here and kind of just trash all over this and give you a, a, a nice rant. Because you know what? I thought it was funny enough. <laughs> not funny enough to, like, justify paying six bucks matinee for it. But it was funny enough that I left out of there with a few decent laughs, and it was it was decently funny, I have to say. So I'm not gonna get too much of a uh, of a summary here because it follows the characters of the show Baywatch, this big the big hit show from the '90s that had David Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson, told them into basically pop culture icons. Uh, here, Mitch Buchanan, which was David uh, Hasselhoff's role, was played by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Dwayne, as we call him on other shows. Um, so he's the head of the Baywatch lifeguard troop. I believe this is in California. And Zach Efron plays uh, one of the new recruits for Baywatch, who's Matt Brody. And as you would think, you know, Matt Brody, Mitch Buchanan kind of butt heads for a while. It, it, it's it's basically at the, the whole first half of the movie is just them butting heads. Um, it, it's actually, there's a, it leads into a pretty decent sequence where, like, they're kind of competing against each other in these wacky and, like, crazy tests of strength that no lifeguard training session would ever do, but because this wants to be wacky and it knows that it's wacky, it just goes for it. And it, it for most of the jokes, they, they do hit, but there are a lot of, uh, of misses here, which I, I'll get into later, but the second half of the film turns into this whole mystery. So this, uh... So this uh, beachfront property owner who's played by – I can't even pronounce her name because she's a Bollywood actress. I'm just going to try though. Priyanka Chopra. I hope I said that right. Uh, she plays Victoria Lee. She's this big like entrepreneur who lives on the beach. And you know, Mitch Buchanan sees something very suspicious in her. Like she's trying to run some sort of like drug front and you find out that that's exactly what she's doing obviously. Um, so he goes into detective mode and he wants to bring down – Victoria leads, but what what I love about that whole sequence is that you have Zac Efron, you have The Rock, and The Rock is hamming it up so hard here. Like he's he he knows he's a fucking lifeguard, but he sees himself as much more than that, and he wants to bring down this international drug ring. And Zac Efron, every other scene is telling him, um, shouldn't you be calling the cops? Because that's what a normal fucking person would do. Would just call the fucking cops in this situation, but not the Rock. The Rock is gonna handle it by himself. Um, so you have the, uh, but it's Baywatch though. So you have the uh, typical, you know, TNA. You have Alexander Daddario as Summer Quinn, who's also a character on the show. Uh, Kelly Rohrbuck, who is a Victoria's Secret model and aspiring actress, played uh, Pamela Anderson's role of C.J. Parker. And you had this newcomer, John Bass, who plays Ronnie, who is the comic relief, as if The Rock and Zac Efron weren't comic relief enough. Yeah, this guy trying being like the lovable, chubby loser who can barely get into Baywatch, and is basically the pity case. I mean, he had some decent scenes, but again, like I said, a lot of misses, as opposed to the hits that the, uh, that the jokes uh, were landing. Um, but, like I said, overall, it's not that great of a film. And I think it knows that it's not that great of a film. It was just them trying to throw shit on the screen and having fun with it. And you can see that in how The Rock and Zac Efron worked together. They had great chemistry. Um, yeah, so it was decent enough for me to kind of say, okay, I had a few laughs, nothing more. Not enough to justify even my $6. And, I mean, again, with these 
I think 21 Jump Street was probably the anomaly because I think they did it in a way that like not only made it kind of unique in itself, like it, it, it made fun of itself, but it kind of this it was fresh in the way they did it, which kind of made it unique as opposed to Baywatch it, which is kind of doing a, a really bad rehash of that. And it just comes across as trying to be a clone of 21 Jump Street and it just fails. So, I mean, by now it's probably way out of, going to be way out of theaters by next week. So, I mean, if you're into just a half decent comedy, I'd probably rent it or wait for Netflix to put it on instant stream. But other than that, I would probably just skip this one. Yeah, it's the, that's disappointing because I actually kind of hope that it would be like a, it would be like a 21 Jump Street or a 22 Jump Street where they were in on the joke and it was, and I mean it sounds like they are in on the joke a little bit here, but um, but it's uh where 21 Jump Street and um uh 22 Jump Street they were so in on the joke they were like making fun of themselves the whole time and and. and from what I remember, those movies they didn't play the character that Johnny Depp and whoever the other guy was played in the original uh, 80s, uh, 1980 which, series. And I they know were like, this because of Rotten Night the Roxbury, because he he's all over that movie. They keep mentioning Twenty One Jump Street there. So yeah, it's Richard Grieco and Johnny Depp, uh, the original guys. Okay, um, but you know it's um, in in that movie, I believe that. Uh, it's like the program has been going on since the 80s and like, you know, the Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill are just like the newest recruits to it. Like, I think that I feel like that's what they should have done with Baywatch. Like they should have like it should have like Baywatch should have always existed since the 90s, you know, and like whoever the new guys are in this movie are just like the newest people on Baywatch. Um, but it doesn't sound like they well, went well, that, that way. That's actually that's technically what they did, because, uh, OK, let's throw some spoilers in here. But, the, nobody, but nobody didn't The Rock play Hasselhoff's character? Yes, but here's what they do, bro. The, so, minor spoilers here, but no, I don't think anybody here is interested in watching Scene Baywatch anyway. So what happens is um, there's a scene uh, near the end because, like, The Rock, like I said, The Rock is, you know, going, you know, one-man, you know, one-man ass-kicking contest here and trying to bring down this, like, drug smuggling uh, ring, and he gets fired from Baywatch, right? But what you find out after that scene is that he has a keychain that his mentor gave him who was also named Mitch, and it's a picture of Hasselhoff on the keychain. So apparently Hasselhoff was his mentor when he first came onto Baywatch, and they're both named Mitch. So that's stupid. <laughs> and then you find out, and you find out at the last scene of the movie, you find out that uh, Pamela Anderson, who uh, became the uh, the Baywatch Hawaii like director. So even though that the girl in this Baywatch has the same name as Pamela Anderson, C.J. Parker. She became the the uh, the Hawaii Baywatch uh, lieutenant or whatever, and you have the other one with the same name. Like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I'm done. <laughs> that that was a yeah. Pamela Anderson showed up literally for like five seconds at the end, and then that was it. I think I felt I just felt dumber just listening to that. There you go. So that's Baywatch. I don't think we need to spend any more uh, any more uh, seconds. Precious seconds on this show talking about that one, but we can move on to another equally bad film. But I know you're you're not gonna feel the same way. That's why I want you to do the intro, and I want to give I want you to give your thoughts first, and then I'll give mine. Pirates of the Caribbean: Johnny Depp needs more money is what this should have been subtitled, but it is subtitled depending on where you live, either Dead Men Tell No Tales or Salazar's Revenge. So, uh, Adolfo, you have the floor here. Okay, so this I feel is going to be a uh, a um, magic in the moonlight situation in that you hated the movie and I didn't think it was that bad. Now I'm not going to sit here and defend the film as being a good film because it's not, but I think that you are being a tad too hard on it. So let me let me just let me just uh, go into it. Here, uh, this is the fifth film in the Pirates franchise. Um, you're right; it probably should be called Jenny Depp Needs More Money. Um, it is uh, a new adventure of Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, he he's being chased down by uh, the e evil uh, Captain Salazar, played by uh, um, what's his bucket? What's his name? Um, Javier Bardem. <laughs> Javier Bardem. 
Javier Bardem. I, I had a brain fart there. Uh, who, um, you know, back, you know, 30, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, or however long ago it was, uh, was cursed by Jack, uh, inadvertently cursed by Jack. And he's been uh, living like a, a zombie underneath the sea. And now he's coming back to to get his revenge. Um, at the same time, uh, uh, Orlando, Will Turner's kid uh, is, is trying to break the curse uh, of of uh, uh, that that you know that he that Will Turner had at the end of what is it uh, at World's at End, World's End. right? Uh, so so he's trying to break that curse and he he gets involved with Jack and it's all a big cluster fuck. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. There's pirates and 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 people are sword fighting and there's you know pirate zombies and shit like that. That that that's that's all you need to know. Javier Bardem is a bad guy. Johnny Depp is still being Jack Sparrow and then there's a very charismaless kid that's Will Turner running that uh, Will Turner's kid running around. All right. So here's what it is. The movie isn't good. I, I grant you that it's not good. Um, it, it, it's it's it, a lot of the problems that exist in the other pirate sequels are here as well. It's too long. It could it could use with some editing. Um, Johnny Depp is a caricature at this point and he's not he's just kind of going I, I wouldn't say going through the motions but he's certainly um uh, I would certainly say he's going through the motions. <laughs> what, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just um, – what is the word I'm trying to say? He's Going through motions is one way to put it, but it, like phoning he's, it he's phoning it. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's what I'm trying – how I'm trying to convey it here, but it's like he's played this character so long that he's just kind of just doing it, right? He's just like appearing and then that's, that's what he is. Um and where in the first Pirates that was fun, and then it got less charming with each film. Um, uh, that said, after all of that said, it, it, I still kind of in, like liked it. Not not in a way that like I'm gonna sit and watch it again. But when I sat there in the movie theater, in the very very empty movie theater, was literally zero people in it. Um, and I'm not joking, literally zero people. I, we posted on our Facebook page. I posted the picture there. I, I was the only <laughs> one in that theater that. the whole time. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I was never really bored, like a little bit towards the towards them in the middle. But for the most part, I I didn't was entertained the whole time. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend the film. I'm not gonna say that it's a good film. It's it's not. But I it's better in my opinion. It's the better best of the sequels because I don't think any of the sequels were any good. Uh, I only really like Curse of the Black Pearl. I hated Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. Oh no! I thought no, on no, Street Fighter. No, Maybe uh, I, I thought on Stranger Tides, I, I might grant you, even though I did like it when it came out. But Dead Man's Chest is probably my favorite one after the first one. Uh, I I really dislike Dead Man's Chest. Uh, I, I I dislike all of them. Uh, I thought on Stranger Tides was okay, but not good. Uh, and this this I thought was like, um, like a C plus. This movie's like a C plus to me. Like it's not a great you know grade, but it's it's good enough. Enough, you know, um, it, it's like if your kid, you know, if you're used to your kid bringing home like D's and F's on their report card and then one day they come home with a C plus, you're like, oh, all right. That's not too bad. That's kind of what this movie is. I uh, I came out of this movie and I wrote on Twitter. It was actually pretty funny. I wrote this movie gets two stars. And I didn't reveal because I said one star for spoiler and another star for spoiler. <laughs> you know what we we said it at the beginning of the show we're gonna do spoilers here. One star for Orlando Bloom, one star for Keira Knightley. That's what this movie gets to me. If it was not for them being in this, it would probably get zero stars. Zero stars, bro. Because you know what? Number one, fuck Johnny Depp for phoning in this Jack Sparrow, uh, this Jack Sparrow performance that has, like you said, has gone progressively worse since part one. It's oh, it's a shell. It is literally a shell of his former self, and every time I saw him try to do it, it just, I just cringed because I knew he was not being sincere with it. He was just literally phoning that shit in, and he was doing it. It's it was this was a paycheck movie for him. This is a, a franchise that is built on his fucking back, and he's doing this for a fucking paycheck, bro. Fuck that guy for doing that. Um, the movie itself is fucking dull. How the hell do you take a sto- uh, a, a plot that involves the trident? Of Poseidon and a wacky character played by Javier Bardem and make it fucking boring. You had Skyfall that had a wacky uh, Javier Bardem villain as well, and that movie was fucking awesome. You know, how do you turn 
a movie with a wacky Javier Bardem villain into a fucking snooze fest, bro. A fucking snooze fest. And who are these two newcomers that played like it was the the what's his face, uh, Orlando Bloom's son, and then the girl who spoilers ended up being Barbosa's and one of the worst kept secrets ever in movies. No, they 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 were both no charisma, no chemistry. They both sucked. Um, they, I have nothing good to say about this man. Like nothing. Maybe the music was cool because the music is always good in these movies. Uh, the, the the effects weren't bad because it's Disney. They they know how to do effects. They weren't bad either. Um, but other than that, like I don't know what else to say. It's just waste of my fucking time. And I had to see it in 3D because I had no choice. Cause it was the one showing that I could own, that I can make that lined up with my three other movies. You know, and it was just fuck, man. It's fuck this movie, bro. Like legit, like fuck it in the ass. You know, if, and I hope, I hope they don't make another one. They said in the in the promo material this is gonna be the final adventure. Well, if you saw that post credit scene, how the fuck do you explain that and not and not do another one? For those for those who care to know, the post credit scene has both Will Turner and uh, Elizabeth Swan sleeping in their bed for the first time in probably like what 10, 20 years or whatever it is. And then you see the shadow of Davy Jones coming back. First of all, how the fuck is Davy Jones coming back when he died in that world's end? Like, how the fuck are you going to explain that to me? And if you're going to have him in the shadows coming back to get Will Turner, you need another movie. You can't just leave us hanging like that as the last adventure. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. Fuck this, bro. You have anything else to say? Well, technically, uh, they can always have Davy Jones come back because, I mean, technically... Jack died at the end of Dead Man's Chest, and they had to bring him back from the from beyond, wait, right? Wait, so wait, they could wait, always wait, do that. Like, Machina ever, bro. <laughs> and, and if they were, and if they were to bring him back, uh, you know that they just turn him baby face like they did with Barbosa. So um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they're gonna do another one. I don't think this one's tracking all that great compared to the other ones on the at the box office. Um, I mean, let me just look it up real quick. I think I read because I don't think it's doing lost money. It's like really lost money. Yeah, I don't think it's doing same business that the other ones is doing. Let me look real quick. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, it's it's at five hundred well, because it's worldwide. The worldwide office is what's doing it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Because uh, domestic, it's at one twenty one, and foreign, it's at three ninety two. Um, and let's see, because right now, um. In the standings, um, I guess it's still, I guess, I guess it's still behind Wonder Woman, so I guess it's still okay. I got, I just, I just think it's not doing as good as it did uh, as Stranger Tides did, or or at World's End, or the other three, or the other. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's not, it didn't uh, recoup its budget here in the states, but worldwide, it's making a killing. So, I guess, yeah, so. Uh, you know, it, I, I, they might they might make another one just because they do um, they do make money overseas. But I, I I don't I like the alien movies. I don't need another one. Like it's it's done. We we, we don't need to see. It. And I will say I'll give it I'll give it some credit for a couple things. Uh, I do I, I am appreciating the uh, the use of the de aging thing that they're doing now. Like instead of <laughs> casting a younger actor, they. I failed to mention that with the whole CGI thing. That was that was kind of a neat trick they did with with Johnny Depp. So yeah, I mean he looked he looked good there. Um, that that looked really cool. Um, I don't know. I thought Javier Bardem was fun as the villain. Uh, um, you're right. Like he he's he's kind of he, he's hamming it up and being really goofy and and, and wacky. But it, 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 ultimately the, the story makes doesn't really make much sense um but again i i don't know i had fun with it i can't really complain i didn't hate my my time at the theater like i did the other three sequels like i really didn't like the other three sequels i i thought this was the best of the sequels i know you like dead man's chest but i really hated that movie like after <laughs> that's, dead man's uh, that's chest, where I was we had disagree on, on on the opposite end of the spectrum though <laughs> yeah like as angry as you are now is how angry i was at dead man's chest <laughs> Oh man, but you know, you know what really upset me as I left because this is the last movie I saw for the day. So when I left the theater, I was like, "How the fuck is a how the fuck do I like a pirates movie less than Baywatch? I like Baywatch more than this, bro. Like legit, I had more fun at Baywatch <laughs> because I because with Baywatch, The Rock and Zac Efron were great together. Like I said, they had great chemistry and they 
together they they produced laughs and i actually laughed at the stuff they did here i'm just yelling at the screen in my head like you fucking asshole you give me this bullshit and making me sit through a boring story with a with a phone in performance like fuck you bro like i was just yelling at the screen the entire time oh man i i, I can't believe i yeah, like I, Bay, I legit like baywatch more than this bro. like that's not even a joke now again i don't want people to misunderstand i don't think it's a great movie I just don't think it's as bad as you do. Right. Well, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll agree to disagree on that. I think this is a turd that needs to be flushed immediately. But uh, oh, and I like and like you said, I really uh, hope I don't. I really hope they don't make more. But with I mean, with the box office it's making worldwide, we may get just one more. I hope just one more. But uh, I, I don't think it's gonna make. I, I don't think it'll make on Stranger Tides money because on Stranger Tides it made over a billion. I think it's the only one in the series that made over a billion. Um, and I, I, I have, a, I just have a feeling that they, I don't. I don't think it's gonna make it. I don't think it's gonna get that far. Oh, a billion! I don't think it'll make a billion. But it might but... still uh, It might still. It might still cross. Um, it may still recoup enough to make another one though. Yeah. Uh, even though they did say that this is the final one, like, how many times have we heard that before, before they do another one, you know? Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm going to put away my angry emoticon face. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And uh, we're going to get to our main event film here on episode 96, and it's one I'm very excited to talk about. Because this is one of those situations where I went in with the lowest of the low expectations. And I was pleasantly surprised, as opposed to Pirates, where I went in with semi-lukewarm expectations and got completely shit on with the result. Um, so we have Wonder Woman, uh, the latest entry into the DC Cinematic Universe, as we're calling it. Um, and I think that's what they're calling it as well. Um, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, who for some reason Big D calls him Chris Penn in his review, which is kind of funny. Um, rest in peace, Chris Penn. Um, so Adolfo. Tell us about Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman is the third film in the DC – no, fourth film. It's the fourth film in the DC Extended Universe. Uh, it is so far the best film in the DC Extended Universe series, uh, and that's by a wide margin. Uh, it stars the titular Wonder Woman. It's it's, Di it's Princess Diana of Ephthemiscara. Uh, she is a goddess that was molded from clay by her her uh, her mother, um, Hippolyta, um, and uh, she she grows up in on the, on the island of Amazons that was a uh, you know they have this whole prologue explaining how the island of Amazons came to be doesn't really matter it's all you need to know it's a bunch of warrior women on an island built by Zeus um, and uh, she she Wonder Woman is a uh, sorry Diana is a um, and I don't think they actually ever called her Wonder Woman in the film do they I don't think no, they did they, they, no. I think they just call her Diana. Anyway, um, she's um, uh, she she's you know raised on this island of Amazons. Uh, she's trained in battle by uh, General Antiope, played by Robin Wright. Um, and one day, a World War One pilot, uh, Steve Trevor, crash lands in the uh, off the coast of the island. Uh, she they they question him and they find out that because they're pretty secluded from the rest of the world uh, that they. They find out that there's a huge, great war going on, and uh, Diana believes this to be the, the doing of Ares, the god of war. So she goes uh, – she she basically goes on an adventure with Steve Trevor uh, to go and stop Ares in the and fight in World War One, And that's the basic story of Wonder Woman. Um, this is the best film, as I said, in the DC Extended Universe series. Uh, it is finally – I don't know if it redeems the the the, the franchise. It, it, it doesn't but redeem it, it yet, but it, it it's it's baby. You know. it, it, yeah, it, it's finally. It, not only is it like, oh, this is the best one. It's like a great comic book movie. I love this movie. Uh, as as a as a father of a daughter who wants to to see more like badass chicks like kicking ass on screen i'm so, so glad that the, that not only this this movie work on a on a creative level uh but it's doing well on a financial level so uh I, i'm very 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 happy with this film uh, the you know the action is good the uh gal gadot is wonder woman is uh, diana slash wonder woman um is very uh 
very charming. Um, she's very she has she does that the like the naive princess in the in, in like the fish out of water scenario, but she's a, but instead of being like you know she's doing that I'm from another time thing, but she's also a badass that wants to just go. What I like about the film is that every time someone tries to tell her no, it's a dude, and then she ends up going fuck you i'm gonna do it and she does it anyway um it's uh the 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 moment um on at no man's land is one of the best comic book movie action sequences i think i uh, um it's in the top five i mean it has to be in the top five uh comic book action movie sequences ever uh it is so fun to watch and it's and because you're waiting that entire movie for her to kind of unleash and be a badass and you finally get it in that moment and it's it's really 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 good um i i have some criticisms for it, but but before i get to that why don't, why don't you give us your opinion well it, it can pretty much be summed up in uh in three words no man's land bro that entire sequence is absolutely amazing it's one of those times where like you're sitting there in the theater and you're watching that shit unfold and you and it's, it's and i hate to be kind of coy and cliche about this but it's like this is the reason why I got into movies. It's it's to watch and to learn about and to just bask in sequences like that No Man's Land sequence. It is such amazing piece of work, amazing piece of filmmaking. It's hands down my favorite scene in the movie because it was just so well done, so well crafted. Uh, Gal Gadot was absolutely great here, just defying everything. Like fuck yeah, like you said, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do it. And she actually. You know, and yeah, bullets flying everywhere. The Germans are shooting at her, and she's dodging them. She's blocking them, and he's like, "Holy shit, bro!" And then that whole sequence with the shield and the fucking death machine that they're shooting at her. Holy crap, bro! That is fucking amazing. It's just what a what a great fuck. I can't say good, enough good things about that scene. It was just so awesome. Just a just a pleasure. Just a pleasure to behold such a great scene and such a great movie. I mean, like we said, Gal Gadot, amazing here as Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. Chris Pine was great as the as the male lead. Uh, Steve Trevor, you know, bringing some comedic relief here. Like they're they're pretty great together. Uh, Gal Gadot and 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 Chris Pine. They have a great chemistry together. They kind of have that nice uh, that comedic chemistry that bounces off you know each other, which is nice. Um, and they and they they unleash some dramatic chops as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, other great sequences here. The the final sequence at the uh, at the base was great. You know, with uh, with our boy uh, <laughs> with our boy Remus Lupin from Harry Potter, as I call uh, David uh, Thewlis. I think I'm saying his last name correctly. If you correct me if I'm not. Um, uh, you got Danny Houston in this movie. Robin Wright, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, some some great character actors and uh, you know, very decent performances. And Again, it's one of those instances where, like, I, if you remember from the uh, from the preview show, I went into this film saying I really don't care about Wonder Woman because I was just so kind of fed up with what DC was offering already. You know, Man of Steel is probably the best one of the three. Yeah, Man of Steel, the fucking turd, the turd that was Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, which gets worse every time you watch it. Um, and then you ha- to, to have this 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 bundle of joy that is Wonder Woman kind of redeemed the DC universe now and give it hope is uh, it, it brought a big smile to my face and I think what made me even happier was being able to take my mother to this movie because my mother grew up on the uh, 70s Wonder Woman with Linda Carter so she talked about that all the way going back to the uh, going back home as to how like you know compared to the 70s show I used to watch that with my grandfather together you know, and being able to like hear her share those memories with me because she enjoyed this movie so much. You know that that thing that that's a smell that no one will ever take away from me. Being able to hear my mother talk about that, and kind of you know, mark out something I never really get to see her do anymore. Um, so this was a really, really pleasant surprise. Um, DC, don't screw up the momentum with Justice League. Like I hope if Justice League is is just one iota as fun. And as great as as Wonder Woman is, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Justice League looks like just from the trailers looks like they're trying to have a little bit more fun than than Batman, Superman, and Man of Steel. But then again, the the Suicide Squad trailers were fantastic, and then ended up not being a great <laughs> not being a great movie after all. So uh, I, we've been burned before on those. So. Um, 
so yeah, I, I love this film. I, I think there, I do have a couple of things. I, 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 I just worth mentioning. It's uh, um, that I thought could have been improved upon, and I'm not going to get like nerdy about like comic book stuff or anything. Like it's, I don't care about accuracy. That's fine. Um, but what I, I will say that um, some of the things in there, like I thought the, the reveal of who the villain was was a little obvious. Like because uh, I, I thought that the red herring they were giving you was very obviously a red herring uh and i kind of called who the real villain was going to be ahead of time and i i thought that was to me a little obvious um i, I liked uh i i thought that the, the honestly i think you could have trimmed out um all the people who weren't just steve trevor and uh and diana i thought the other side characters like they were on the mission didn't really add anything to it in my opinion uh i, I think they were kind of i i don't i can't even think of anything they did like they were just along for the ride like they i don't think they actually added anything to the actual mission and uh, i think the last final battle was a little cgi heavy like you know it was just a little little too much like um it was really cool but it was also like like i'm there were times when you're like i'm literally not looking at anything real right now everything (laughs) is a computer image right now so that said it was still a cool fight scene. Um, and those are just kind of minor quibbles. That's what. But at the end of the day, like this is the best DCEU movie. Uh, it's. I mean, it's the best DC movie since Dark Knight Rises. Period. Um, and it, I'm so glad they finally got one right. I hope they don't fuck her up in one in Justice, Justice League. Although I'm sure she'll still be great in Justice League because she was the best part of Batman Superman. So bring on more wonder woman i'm and you know what it's also kicking ass the box office uh it's like a ridiculous make make, uh, making a ridiculous amount of money um it it, so it goes to show that you know the world is ready for female-led action blockbuster movies like this like it's uh it's it's rocking in at 254 million worldwide in on its first week that's a lot of money and that's the first time it's ever for a, not only for a, a, a female-led uh, action movie but also for a female director so this is uh this is really i'm really excited for this and i'm i'm, I'm glad that uh, this is happening and uh, you know what if it's up to me you know yeah you already got justice league in the can you know you can go ahead and scratch all the other plans just make more wonder Woman movies so i do have a kind of a nerdy question because Sure. Like we say, we've said for the past 96 episodes on the show, um, I'm not a comic book guy. You are. So I'm watching Wonder Woman, right? And I'm what? And I'm they're going to the whole backstory of of the island, right? And you know they're mentioning you know the Greek gods. They're mentioning Zeus. They mention Ares. And I and it's funny because when I was like in third grade, I had to do a report on Ares. We were doing a we were doing a Greek mythology. And we literally – I still remember this. I can't believe I do. I still remember this. Um, we all had to uh, pull a name out of a hat. Like the teacher put like all like the Greek gods in like a basket or a hat or whatever. And whatever we picked was the god we would report on, and I picked Ares. So I still remember my mother like helping me do research on, on the god of war um, and you know doing the presentation for the class and all that. So I'm watching Wonder Woman, and I'm seeing Ares. Like, oh, cool, you know, Ares. You know, and he ended up being the main heel. So I got to ask you, so Ares in DC Comics. So did they actually like adapt Ares and make him like a heel, like like a real villain? Like, is he like like her arch enemy or something? Like, is that what it is? Uh, he's not her arch enemy, but he is one of her enemies. So that is absolutely on point. Like that that is an actual thing that they – that is out of the comics is that Ares, um, like in the comics, like the Greek gods existed. It's kind of like Thor, right? The, the, the like, you know, like in the Thor movies, like the 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 uh, the Norse gods all exist, and in, in, in DC comics, the the Greek gods all exist. And you know, um, Wonder Woman is you know is a descendant of uh, of of the Queen Hippolyta, who was one of the Greek gods, and Ares is one of the Greek gods, and he's the god of war, and he is one of the villains in the comics as well. So that is something that. That's out of the comics. Okay, so like, does he appear like a lot, like against Justice League or like just in like Wonder Woman stories? Uh, he pops up all over. Uh, I I I can't tell you everywhere he's uh, everyone he's fought, but he's yeah he's definitely like a character in the DC comics. Yeah. Okay, 
I just thought that's kind of cool. Like, I, I, and I was gonna bring up Thor too. Like, maybe like it's a Thor thing where like like you said the Norse gods. Like in with Marvel, like the Norse gods exist, and like with here, it's the Greek god, which is kind of neat. So, cause I when I saw like you know when this whole thing led up to Ares being the the lead heel of this movie, I was like, hmm. So like the Greek god Ares is like the heel to Wonder Woman, which I thought was kind of neat. So I wanted to just just ask you if that had like basis in like the comics and when I guess it was yeah in DC yeah. So Ares. Yeah. It exists in the comics. It has basis so. in the comics. Awesome, awesome. But yeah, like we said, man. Yeah, it, it's Ares a is the If you really, if you really want to get nerdy, uh, in Marvel comics, the Greek gods also exist because Hercules is running around in the comics in Marvel. <laughs> wow. He's an Avenger. Hercules is an Avenger in, in Marvel comics. <laughs> now that's wacky. <laughs> Wow, bro. <laughs> Before we get too nerdy, I think I'm, I'm going to stop it. Just just to wrap it up, bro. Um, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, go see Wonder Woman. That's all. I mean, what more can we say? Go see Wonder Woman. If, if the DC Extended Universe has got you down, don't let that sway you from not seeing Wonder Woman. Go see fucking Wonder Woman. It's just such a great film. Uh, Gal Gadot is amazing here. She looks amazing in the outfit too. So for you, like warm-blooded males, there, she's uh, she looks great. She kicks ass. You know, she takes names just like what you want a uh, female superhero villain to do in 2017. And uh, she's she's just great overall. The movie's great overall. And uh, hopefully DC can keep up the momentum with Justice League. Um, any any last thoughts on Wonder Woman? Uh, no, go watch. It. It's it's absolutely worth your money. We should definitely reward movies like this uh, to 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 keep, you know, we got to keep keep the keep these movies in theaters and 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 make Hollywood notice that we have to keep making these movies and we have to keep. Uh, it, it's not just like it's not like a social justice thing. It's not that. It's just like we need more representation. I want my my little girl to have a badass superhero to look up to. You know, like. You know, that could have been Ghostbusters and they fucked it up. Let's now we have Wonder <laughs> Woman and, and and let's do Wonder Woman now, you know? Let let's do it. And she's kicking ass. It's awesome. Exactly, exactly. Um so yeah. Uh, bottom line, go see Wonder Woman. Um and with that we're gonna wrap up Force Respective episode ninety six. Any questions, comments, feedback, send an email to fpmpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search the Force Respective Movie Podcast on Facebook. Follow us there. You can follow us on our Twitter account at FP Movie Podcast. And you can also follow me directly at SportsGuy515. Adolfo, you're up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, EssentialFilmsPodcast.com, uh, at Essential Films on Twitter, um, uh, the Essential Films on Facebook. And um, our podcast. Recently, uh, our most recent episode is on uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. The next episode is uh, going to be The Bridge on the River Kwai, so look out for that. Uh, um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome, awesome. Now, just a uh, quick programming note. So, we have three episodes left before we actually hit number 100. So, what we're going to do is, so Wonder Woman will technically, for at least the foreseeable future, will be our last recent review that we're going to do on this show next episode we're actually going to bring in uh my friend our boy denon who is a friend of the show who i'm also co-hosting a wrestling podcast now with called planet jobbers we're going to bring him on to do a add the the third entry into our my favorite film series we're going to do robocop so that's going to be coming up next on episode 98 and i'm sorry episode 97 and then episodes 98 and 99, I'm very happy to announce that Big D, that's it, that's right, Geekdom 101 will be returning to Force Perspective along with Draven to talk Pulp Fiction. That is both of their favorite movie of all time. So we're going to add another entry into my favorite film, uh, Pulp Fiction. So that's going to be a two-episode uh, discussion because with them, everything is a two-episode discussion. So <laughs> naturally, episodes 98 and 99 would focus on, uh, on Pulp Fiction. And... We will return to movie reviews with our big episode 100. So we're very excited for that. Big changes coming to the show when we hit episode 100. We'll be revealing those, you know, in the foreseeable future as well. Um, just a very excited, exciting time for the show. And again, we want to thank everybody who stuck with us for the last 95 episodes, now 96. Um, and uh, we hope you'll join us for the to conclude our road to 100. 
Uh, do you have any final words before we get out of here? That's all, folks. Um, no, but I mean, not only are we marching towards 100, I was thinking about this today. We're close. To, we're close to our sixth anniversary, aren't we? Yes, I believe. Well, July 20th, 21st, I think was our first. Uh, was episode one. Let me see. That that would be our sixth anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. That is uh, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty yeah. nuts. So that's gonna be so our hundredth episode. Let's line up with our sixth anniversary. That's which is bad. pretty neat. Exactly. Uh, uh, it, it's it's the universe trying to tell us something. I think. Um. So, um. So like I said. Continue to join us for our road to 100. We're, uh, and again, thank you so much for the support. Follow us all on social media for the latest updates. On behalf of Adolfo on Sportsguy 515, thank you again for joining us. We'll see you for episode 97 where we talk RoboCop with Denon. Until that time, we are out of here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.